0: Hey, welcome to the first bill. My name is Q Nguyen, and I am the Director of Content Development here at APHA. Today's topic will be May 2023's approval of the intranasal formulation for the opioid reversal agent, nalmaphine. This comes just two months after the FDA's decision to allow the -the over-the-counter sale of intranasal naloxone. Now, the intranasal nalmaphine formulation, which requires a prescription, is expected to become available by the end of the year while the OTC naloxone will be hitting shelves soon. Like naloxone, it's an opioid receptor antagonist, which is used to treat acute opioid overdoses. It is indicated for the emergency treatment of known or suspected overdose induced by natural or synthetic opioids in adults and pediatric patients aged 12 years of age and older, as manifested by respiratory and or CNS system depression. So first, some quick background pharmacokinetic information on naloxone. The four milligram nasal spray has an onset of about eight to 15 minutes with some sources listing up to 30 minutes and a duration of action that ranges from 30 to 90 minutes with a half-life of 120 minutes. In overdose situations and for clinical uses, the respiratory depression and sedative effects of opioids can occur for several hours after administration. And this brings to attention the relevant issue associated with naloxone its duration of action is shorter than that of most frequently abused opioids. Some studies suggest that repeated doses are needed, while others have found that generally one dose of intranasal naloxone is adequate to revive individuals. With the opioid epidemic and the influx of synthetic street fentanyl, there's growing interest in an alternative due to those patients that have needed repeated doses and continued monitoring. So let's get into intranasal nalmophene. It has a higher potency that's four times higher at the mu receptors than naloxone. Its onset is a bit faster at 2.5 to five minutes, and the duration of action is longer than naloxone at one to four hours with a half-life of about 11 hours. Now, the longer duration of action is due to the medication's slow dissociation from the opioid receptor. The formulation is a single 2.7 milligram intranasal spray, and like naloxone, additional doses of nalmaphene may be given every two to five minutes until emergency assistance arrives as needed. Now putting costs aside as well as access, since naloxone will be OTC, what are we really comparing? We're looking at the onset and duration of action and what this means for lives saved. Intranasal naloxone has a longer onset of action with a half-life of about two hours and a duration, again, of about 30 to 90 minutes. IV fentanyl has an elimination half-life of about three hours, and it stands to reason that someone who overdosed on IV fentanyl may be revived after the first dose of naloxone, but due to naloxone being metabolized and eliminated faster, fentanyl's effects will outlast naloxone, and the individual may again experience overdose symptoms, requiring a second dose of naloxone, and so on and so forth. The thought is that with a more potent product with a faster onset of action and a longer duration of action, precious time is not wasted for onset and more lives could potentially be saved due to the decreased risk of not having enough naloxone doses. While in theory, this makes sense, there is actually currently no evidence to support that a more powerful or more potent reversal agent, such as nalmuffin, is more effective than naloxone. Now, don't get me wrong, Nalomuphine is effective as an effective alternative, but we don't know if it's more effective. One other aspect to consider would be the risk of precipitating withdrawal symptoms in those who are opioid dependent. This applies to both products. With nalommuphine, though, due to the long duration of action, there is a higher risk of resulting in severe withdrawal symptoms. There have been cases where there are attempts to overcome opioid withdrawal symptoms caused by using opioid antagonists, uh, by using additional doses or high doses, repeated doses of exogenous opioids, again, to overcome these withdrawal symptoms and it's led to opioid intoxication and death. So just definitely keep that in mind. And with two products, each having their own advantages and disadvantages, it's important to consider factors such as access, cost, onset, duration of action, number of doses required, and withdrawal symptoms, especially in the context of opioids being laced with fentanyl. It's going to definitely be challenging to determine which will resonate most with healthcare providers and the general public. The ultimate goal is to revive individuals who have experienced an overdose. Since it is difficult to predict which patients are at risk for an overdose, the reversal agent should be offered to patients at every opportunity for those, again, who are on opioids, along with counseling for the patients, the family, or anyone who may be in a position to assist the individual. Additionally, using patient-centered language and avoiding stigmatizing terminology is crucial. Consider the many counseling resources available, such as the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration and the CDC. So lots of information out there, looking forward to seeing more of the data, and I hope you've enjoyed this. Until next time.